The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms, we're talking dairy, we're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable, and what does it mean when they're using pesticides, and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. on my talks 107.1 107.1 I just love <laughs> I, I'm yucking everybody's yum today no I'm yumming everyone's yuck today I don't know I'm just I've been singing that song in my head all week long I don't understand it's a catchy how one. Maida can just completely create this uh this jingle and just make it so perfect so anyway hi Steph March guess what I have Molly Herman on the other side of the glass today you guys good morning Hanson is out doing uh, mom things for the mom weekend, so we're going to let her go. I forgot to ask where she was. Yeah, she went to go visit relatives, and they're just doing mom things. And so, you know, it's all good. And so, Happy Mother's Day. It's a happy Mother's Day weekend. The whole thing. We get the whole weekend, right? Moms do? Yeah. That's how it's supposed to work, I think. (laughs) You know, like people get birthday week. Don't we get mom's weekend? Some people get birthday month. I mean, Some people get birthday month. month. Those people are not me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't right. get birthday month. Also, I get sick of myself for birthday month. Like, even birthday week gets a lot. Anyway. Yeah. Although, just trying to fit in people that want to do something with you, sometimes it does take a month. Like, if you're just going well, out to eat with, with girlfriends and true. stuff like that. You well, know what I mean? And this one was hard because we schedules. could only have six people. And, you know, you're like, okay, well, this six people can have my birthday party with me. Now these six people can have my birthday party. <laughs> that's such a lovely problem to have. I should. It that's just really problem. a little... First worldly and such. <laughs> so anyway, as a reminder, Molly Herman is, of course, one of my dearest friends and uh, also former owner of Kitchen the Market. Now she's working with the Malcolm Yards gang. I am. You are technically, I mean, like you, they, we, we announced it on the show, I think, like a we month did. ago. We did. <laughs> they well, announced I, it today. I, I, was, I was starting like, you know, two like a week or so after we announced it. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yes, I've been working there a couple of weeks now, and things are, are progressing. It's looking awesome. And so you guys have somewhere around nine vendors, I think, or yeah, nine vendors, uh, a 32 tap pour wall. Yes. And a bar and two patios. Not how do one, I feel but about the tap wall? Patios. You know? How do I feel about it? Yeah, you love it because you have to say that. But no, no, no. no. <laughs> and you know, here's the thing I'm not a beer person. Right? Is it just beer? So it's not wine? It's not. Oh, I. It is kombucha and wine. And so. Hard kombucha or just kombucha? Uh, non alcoholic kombucha. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of loving the poor wall. <laughs> yeah, right. So then, so then is it like a wrist thing where you walk up and you go beep and then you get to it like. So basically, you'll, you'll come into the market and there's a host stand that you'll go to and you'll give them a credit card and they're going to open up what they're calling a fob. It's like another yeah. kind of gift card kind of thing. And then you can use that anywhere in the market. They give you your credit card back, right? It's just attached electronically. And then when you're done buying whatever you want to do, you just, you know, put it in a, uh, at the host stand in a bucket and just leave. And then they just charge the card. That's it. This is the system. There's no like you're done. Yeah. This is a system. You guys, I don't know why it hasn't caught on locally because this has been around. Well, Vapiano is a German restaurant uh, company that is international and they do these Italian restaurants. Mm -hmm. And I went to one in DC, like God, a decade ago and they were doing this. It's basically RSS technology kind of thing. And then in New York, Spa Castle, which I always talk about, which was my favorite spa thing, which is like you got a wristband and that was queued up to your credit card system. And you just went around with a beep and you flash your wristband at little kiosks. You do all the things. Let me just tell you, you buy a lot of sushi if you're right? like at the spa and you're just like relaxing. And then all of a sudden you check out and you're like, oh, that was $150 worth of sushi, yo. Yeah, I don't think that's not the intent. No, <laughs> I know. I'm sure. But I'm just saying. But I think the cool thing is, is especially for, you know, beer lovers, because there's going to be some, you know, local craft beers. There's going to be, you know, your more general um, national beers and all that kind of stuff is you you're paying by the ounce. So, so you could taste as many of them as you want to see which one you like before you sign and kind of commit. Yeah, which is kind of cool. And you can customize if you don't feel like a pint. You just want like, you know, six ounces of beer. But there is you a bar, too, like a regular bar, right? There is a bar, but it's going to have um, batched cocktails. That's and, fine. And there might be some beer and wine available there, but it's not. you're not going to be able to roll up and order gin and tonic. You know oh, what you mean? aren't? No. Okay. Uh, to the best of my knowledge at this point, right, you know, that right, could change down right. the road. But there are going to be some batched cocktails. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. If I, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't, no. I didn't prepare you for this interview. No, that's okay. I just don't know what I have permission to say or not. But there's uh. there's a, a cocktail person in our uh, oh you can say that. Twin Cities. I can. No, no, no I, I don't. No, I I don't think you can. They haven't announced it. Yeah. But okay. So uh, they're working on uh, with Malcolm Yards to mm-hmm. uh, do the batch cocktails, and that's very exciting. So okay. there'll be some good stuff. Okay. And then and then there's all the food, and then there's all the food. Nine vendors. Um, What's been announced is, you know, we have two more that are going to be announced. Okay. And that's very exciting. Okay. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of good yeah. stuff. I'm excited for the food house. I know that the Dayton's project is going forward to downtown Minneapolis. That's they, good to hear. I was worried because downtown was like, you know, I know. Oof. Downtown is a whole, that's a whole new segment I feel like we should deal yeah. with. But <laughs> downtown. It, yeah. It's so they're like, I, but they're going forward. And I know that, uh, I think we're talking September for them. So that could okay. be great. And I know that that's like when the Target employees are coming back. And, you yeah, know, a I lot of places. September is seems to be the, the date. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think it will come. I think it will come through on that. Um, I also know that. Uh, isn't there another food hall that I'm thinking of? Isn't there another one coming? No. Well, Ken Case just redid all their stuff. We know that we talked a little bit about that last week. Yep. Uh, we had the lady from Valley Suites on. And then. Um, 
I mean, there's like the Gray's food hall and yeah, I, galley. I, and... Yeah, I don't really feel like the galley is a food hall. I don't. It's it's a strange little. I was just there, and I mean, yeah. it's just like they have this big bar, and then they have these like three now two or three. I think there's four stalls now. Yeah, four food vendors. And you know what? When I went in, it was actually lively, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't expect this." Yeah. Um, especially just you know with people starting to get back at, into the eating out world. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it serves its purpose for for where it's at. I almost think that that one is the closest to a food court than any of the others. Yeah. Like like the one in the Gray's North Loop has a lot of things, you know, and they're mm-hmm. on a couple levels, and there's other interactions and things like that. But the one on in North Loop is more like a food yeah. court. And I think what's different about Malcolm Yards is that uh, this poor wall is is diff- is unique. But as you said, it's not unique. You know. In the world, right. this is a huge thing in Colorado. Yeah, um, the food hall culture there so much bigger than it I is know. here. I know, and so I don't know why. And they love those poor walls, you know. So I think that it, once everybody gets used to it, I think it'll be a nice feature. But we also have, you know, two sort of event spaces. Like yeah. I think we're we're going to have be able to have a lot more um, private and public events than than some of the other spots around town. Uh, I have to tell you, yeah, we have poor walls in town, and they haven't been like I know, the well, star of the show. Yeah. Well, and they've sort of been, people call them the robot walls, the robot bar, because it feels like so impersonal. I'm saying that's just the other counterpoint. Yeah. Now, whether or not the rest of the concept around those poor walls supports it is not, is unclear to that's me. That's what so. I was going to say. I think it depends on how I it's integrated into the space. So. I do too. All right, you guys, I wanted to give you guys a quick update. Last week, we did have a conversation that was a little incendiary. If some of you guys were listening, if you haven't listened to last week's show, Hanson was on some sort of caffeine supplement, I think. <laughs> I don't know. But there was there was some sort of insanity going on. But anyway, we had talked about how Epicurious had decided to, you know, take beef off of their uh off of their website and, and Hanson reacted very shocking, very shockedly. And uh, she said some things that she was that, you know, which a lot of people sent us notes and everything else. And just so you know, if you stopped listening at that first segment, go and listen to this segment right <laughs> after, because we did clarify some things like in the in the Ask Stephanie portion where we got to. So do listen to the whole thing. But also I, we do have this art. I have this article that, um, you know, was an explainer by this woman who wrote a little bit to clarify what Hanson was saying about the fact that it wasn't that she was anti climate change or anything else. Just that the acts of Epicurious was maybe, you know, overblown as being such this amazingly goodwill thing. So I don't, I'm not trying to open any can of worms or anything, but um, hope you want to drag that and put that on the Facebook and that'll be. Yeah, um, they can save those questions for when Hanson's back. Yeah, no, we're going to do a whole, we decided to talk a little bit more about and bring some more about the climate change science and the beef science and the whole food ecosystem. But we want to have those, you know, me and she always rips on me for being the journalist, but I don't know. I'd rather present the facts, at least the case facts, you know, and give both sides of the equation so that we have a robust discussion. So that's our plan just so you know um okay i just want to clear that up uh, let's talk about the mini state fair did you go did you get tickets to it i didn't but i looked i mean they have like is it like 22 food vendors or something like that yeah that are gonna be there you know what let's talk about this we're gonna take a quick break yeah. and when we come back we're gonna kind of round up some fun stuff we're gonna talk a little bit about the industry we're gonna talk wine today you guys because molly is my favorite wine orderer and whoop, whoop. we are gonna talk about mom foods of course so we'll be right back this is the weekly dish on my talk 1071 brought to you by hornitos I hate it when people talk about working with the real estate agent you can trust. 
Of course you should work with someone you can trust. The issue is, how do you find those people? And you find them by talking to friends and coworkers and hearing about their experiences. I decided to work with Carrie and Sue from Lakes Area Realty because I knew Carrie Augst is a super hard worker and a straight shooter. I knew Sue Durfee as a super agent with tons of experience in the market, and I liked that they had a large network of people to call on when we needed to get our house staged and cleaned and painted. They had people that could help us get all of these things accomplished, and we were all on the same page about what needed to get done to maximize what I could make on my home sale. I used Carrie and Sue Stager, and she took videos of every room in my house with helpful suggestions of ways to prepare my home for a sale. Many buyers and sellers are getting multiple offers, and Carrie and Sue have experience in getting the deal done without necessarily just being the highest offer. Call Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee and ask for the Weekly Dish Hot Dish special offer only for Weekly Dish listeners. Connect with them at CarrieAndSue.com at Lakes Area Realty. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Molly Herman today, gang. Hi there. Hi there. Hi there. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Um, so, okay, we were talking about the State Fair. We're talking about the fact that they have this, they've, I don't know if you guys have heard, because everybody covered <laughs> right? it. Right? Holy moly, that was like, that showed up on what, Tuesday morning, I think, or something like that? Maybe Wednesday? Uh, I think it feel like it was Wednesday. Okay. And it was like, boom, they're, I mean, basically, so here's the deal. So they're doing a mini State Fair. They're doing a little walkabout kind of a situation. And this is all moot. Don't go looking for tickets to this because gone. They done. <laughs> they done. But I like the idea of it, but I'm also a little weirded out by it. Here's what I think. I think it's a test case. Oh, it's absolutely a test case. Yeah. It's captain's practice. So I'm all for it because everybody wants to have the big show. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the big get back together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in August. And so if they feel like they need to practice so that everybody can be safe and work out all the kinks, go for it. Yeah, I just feel I get it. And and I get that, like, it's a soft open, you know, it's the same thing. But like, and how do you soft open a fair? You take 10,000 people. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I know. Isn't it 10,000 people a day? It's 10,000 people each day. So it's five days total. It's over Memorial Day. 10,000 people per day, which is, by the way, when I was at the Twins game and that was 10,000 people, that was like... Not a lot. I mean, like, it's still a in crowd. A space, you You're definitely, yeah. like, if you've not left your house or you've been only doing small things, it will feel like a lot. But because it's out in the open and just if you have a memory of what it felt like before, this will not be a lot. It doesn't feel like the entire fairgrounds are going to be open. It's very, it feels right. like there's it's a very select area. Located sort of feels centrally. like it's all Judd. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, it was like produce exchanges in, you know. Uh, well, I think, there's some stuff in the food building, the mousetrap. Yeah, I think it's that whole, I think it's that whole one trap. alleyway. I said it wrong. Mouth trap. Yeah, you said, mouth yeah, that's, well, it's not I August. corrected myself. I it's corrected not August, myself. so no one's going to kill you. Okay. But um, basically, that's the idea is that I think that it's, you know, like, yeah. But here's the weird thing. So they are saying that you can't be eating. This is one of the dumb things, I think. You can't be eating. And walking around. And walking around. This is an old myth about, you know, and it's outdoors. Right. So, like, the idea that the CDC has said you are not going to get it pretty much from outdoors and from walking. You don't need to wear a mask outdoors. So, why is it? Why can't I be eating as I'm walking outdoors? I know it's a 10,000. I know it's a huge group. And I understand that, too. So, don't get mad at me for that. Right. I just think the idea that you can't have, like, if you're, like, walking in a, like, you're far away from somebody else, you're not even anywhere near us. Yeah, but you're not Joe Blow that's, like, eating the corn dog and then laughing and then, like, spraying all over oh, the place. Oh, I'm a spit sprayer. <laughs> you're a spit sprayer? <laughs> How have 
have I not known this about you in like 10, 11 years? I hope no one noticed that I just spit across the table (laughs) as I laughed. I hope no one saw that. So to me, I'm like, uh, I could go either way on that. I understand because of the outdoors thing. Um, You are, we are actually a really good pair. We are. Because you are way more risk adverse and I am more risk. eh. Well, and I'm, (laughs) I I am more risk adverse with, with COVID, um, but also more like, you know, Family decision is true. You is have risk adverse. You, this so, is true. Yeah, yeah. Whereas um, I just make all the rules and right? then I decide what's right to follow. <laughs> Go and then forth. I, Go you forth. Know, maybe I follow them. But uh, I mean, I've I've eaten out in a restaurant. Yeah, you now have. that I've gotten vaxxed. Yeah. I've been to actually a lot of places now that I've gotten vaxxed. You have been. You've been. You just kind of got cut, cut loose. Through. Same yeah. with Hanson. She was like, and I'm gone. It's been a long year. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, okay, so are you? Would you go? I know you said you didn't get tickets, but how are you feeling about the state fairy thing? Um, I want to see how this one goes. Okay. Honestly. Um, I don't know. They haven't said anything about whether or not there will be limits at the state fair at the actual, they are kind of, and like they're going through this one, then they'll find out. But, you know, as far as, you know, so the restrictions that came down, you know, the re, uh, the redefining of of timelines and everything else, you know, what it said was basically, so as of yesterday, now people can stay open late if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. From the governor. And then as of May 28th, the, the capacity limits will be, you know, lifted. Um, and then as of July 1st, you know, they're saying that the mask mandate will be gone. Right. So everyone was saying that as far as the state fair goes, there will be no mandated restrictions. But remember, that doesn't the state fair can do what it wants to do. Very true. And and, and I think this, like you said, this is a good test case for them to figure out, OK, what is you know, what's agreeable for everyone, for right. the for the vendors, for the the guests and, you know, how that all works. And if the if the limits that they're placing on it makes it still an enjoyable experience or not. Yeah, um, I would totally go if we and, you know, that's August. It's so I know. far we have from time. now. We have time that everything could change again. <laughs> I'm hoping it changes only for the better, only for the better, yeah. only for the better, only for the better. Um, I do think that it is a weird thing for me, though, because people are like, oh, you're going to go. Right. I'm like, no, I don't I don't think so, because I'm also like. Outside of all that stuff, like I just want my state fair to be my state fair. Like right. I don't, I don't want to have like six state fairs. I don't want that. That takes the specialness. I want my brigadoon. I want it to pop up. Yep. I want to indulge in insane mass quantities, and then I want to be done. A double dose is a little too much, especially because you're there every day eating like everything and broadcasting all the time. But I don't even know. I, who even knows what that's going to look like? I don't. I mean, none of us know. None of us in the broadcast world know if we're going to be at the fair or not. So right, who knows? Interesting stuff. So anyway, so that's happening. You can't get tickets, but we can watch everybody else, I guess, at this point. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be great. Um, so, okay, what I did want to talk about is I did have, um, uh, there was an article that came out this week that kind of set me off, you guys. And I just, you know, not in a handsome way, but just in a smarty way, which is a little bit softer and a little more thoughtful. Um, and it was about, and I've only got like four minutes now, so I've totally <laughs> screwed myself over this one. But I, I wrote it yesterday because I, I literally have been thinking about, and we've on the show have talked about the labor shortage. Yep. And we've talked about what that means for restaurants. We've talked about the mental, you know, kind of space that the service industry is in. But it wasn't until I got to this article about languishing mm-hmm. from the New York Times. I don't know if you've heard this, but there's this article that, about it uh, that came out that is, uh, and it's it's not a bad article, I don't think. And I think it's I think it's kind of dead on in a weird way that um, they're saying that people in this late stage pandemic time have, uh, you know, are feeling blah. And it's like 
it's kind of like everyone's sort of unmotivated and everyone's mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, and it said that, you know, lack of motiva- motivation may be the dominant emotion of 2021 and how it's OK, because everybody feels this way. And it's this this idea that, you know, the psychology behind it is that, you know, there's flourishing and then there's, you know, despondent drained. It's not depression. It's just sort of like lack of being able to find the joy, you know, and the fun and things and everything else. And they're, and it's just sort of in that middle space and they're not functioning at full capacity. So I'm sitting here reading this and I'm thinking about it and I'm identifying with it because I literally was sitting here thinking I have a couple articles I need to write and I just don't feel like it. I think we've all felt it at some point. Right. And I think that it is a late stage, you know, pandemic thing and Mm -hmm. post-election and governments and everything, all of it. It's a lot. It's been trauma. It's been trauma. But then I see an article that says, like, pops up right afterward that says restaurant workers, they just don't want to work. They're just lazy. No one wants to work anymore. All these fast food chains who are posting signs like, please be patient with us. Nobody wants to work and we can't hire. And it's basically their fault. They're putting the blame on the restaurant workers. They're saying that they're lazy and they don't want to go off their unemployment. News story after news story. Then Care 11 did one just as and that put me over the edge. And I was like, so wait a minute. So we're saying that it's okay for everybody else. Everybody else gets to languish. Everybody else gets to have these like guard your time, you know, and set boundaries. And yet restaurant workers, uh, you have to shut up and get back to work so I can have my shiny, happy people. I need my cocktail. I need my burger. So you need to get back to work. Well, and you know, I, I've, I fell into that trap a little bit. I mean, we're trying to hire at Malcolm Yards, right? We had a job fair and it wasn't as well attended as, you know, you would think. And that's what everybody's experiencing. We're experiencing the same thing, but you're totally right. Like people are making different decisions now. And we even have people that are coming to us that have been in like, you know, really large management positions in hospitality that just want something smaller. Yep. So I think it's it's that changeover that's coming. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the this is uh, the weekly dish on my talk one oh seven one. weekly dishers spring is sprung and that means the best tasting wild-caught seafood is available from sitka salmon you may have heard us talk about sitka salmon before on the show and that's because we are huge fans sitka salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because you see sitka salmon is a community supported fishery the fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen fisherwomen and families some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations and knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my instant pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type Sitka Salmon Shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka S I T K A Salmon Shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman today, you guys. How's it going? Um, um, what were we just talking about? We were talking about the mini state fair. Before? No, no, no. We were talking oh. about the languishing things and the hiring thing. Yes, I just sorry. wanted to tie a bow on that. Um, 
is the idea that there are a lot of, and, and my thing is there are a lot of people who are doing different things and taking different jobs yep. and everything else. And that it is going to be this way for a while, because again, people are being treated in a specific way that, you know, kind of, you know, they have, they've, they've taken that time to figure out what sure. they want to do. And maybe that's, maybe they were in the industry to sort of bridge to another and then they got stopped there. Or maybe they, it's easy to stay in, to get into and stay in that industry where it's, you know, a lot of good cash sometimes. And, you know, it's like, it's got different hours that fit a specific other thing you're doing. Um, you know, and the lifers are out there. I know that they are, the lifers are out there and they're working and they're ready for it. Well, and I think anytime you're in the middle of something, like in the middle of a career or in the middle of, you know, raising babies or whatever it is, sometimes you don't realize how hard it was until you're out of it. Yeah. And you're like, oh. That's what I think a lot of people are doing. Yeah, I could totally see that. There is a, a friend of mine who works in a kitchen and then he was telling me that his, one of his favorite amigos, you know, Jose, he was like, yeah, Jose's not coming back. He's going to go do something else. And I, and he's just like, he, this is a guy who's been in the industry forever. And he's just kind of like, he just sort of had the time to realize that for him, he was also like, I need something that I know isn't going to do this again. And so he yeah. was, you know, taking that thing. And I don't remember what he's doing, but I think he went back to trade school. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But part of the thing that with this article that I wrote yesterday, part of it was understanding it isn't about my 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 theory and my thing isn't about whether or not there's a shortage there's a shortage and what's causing it it's just the idea that someone doesn't want to work and then everybody else gets to be languishing to me was where the way that we look at people who work in this customer service facing industry right they're putting the onus on on our on the workers well and allowing ourselves to be okay and with being having malaise but not them and I think that that's something that I think everybody can work on, you know, and understanding that mental health is something that everybody needs to have access to. And this is what this article, you know, we really highlighted serving those serving. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to, you guys are so great weekly dishers about donating and like supporting causes and things. And a lot of you have sent notes saying, how do I support the industry? You know, who can I give my money to, to, to say like, you know, I want to support the restaurant industry. And I'm like, well, there's no place to give your money. You have to give it to them separately. But I'm going to tell you that this is a wonderful place to give your money. Serving Those Serving is an organization that sets up employee assistance programs for restaurants, which is if you have one in your company, you know what it is. Most restaurants, most hospitality places do not have this. And what this is, is it's access to mental health counseling Mm -hmm. and it's a hotline and it's a therapist and it's in-person therapy for your whole family. If you need it, Mm -hmm. this isn't about sobriety. This isn't about, you know, chemical dependency. This is about mental health, which those are two separate topics, especially for the restaurant industry. So, if you want to give your money to something, serving those serving, I'm gonna we're gonna put that article up. Hope you want to throw that one up too, onto the uh, website. And it talks a little bit about Sarah Webster Norton, who is the leader of it. We talked with her a lot, and she just has, you know, she's been server, been in the industry. She knows what it takes and the toll it takes. And by donating to them, you can help her provide services for a year to a restaurant that is that's that amazing needs it. So that's kind of my ploy with this whole thing. It's good reminders for us all, Mama. Yeah. You did a good job. I mean, good it's job. honestly, it's just one of those. And I know a lot of us love, I mean, 10 bucks is like, you know, it's it's a crazy small amount. It's like $4 per employee per month, you know, for a restaurant. But when they're also hit with labor, they're also hit with free rising food costs. They're also hit with, you know, they have to buy more, you know, protective clothing and things like this. It's hard to budget for mental health. Yeah. And so what she does is she takes that 
off your table by donating it for well, a year. And if you want to support the industry, you have to support the people. This is my point. Restaurants are made of people. Yep. And so that's how you support it. You don't give it to one person and hope that the owner trickles it down or or you don't give it to one server and hope that that fixes everybody. Like that's this whole big tipping thing. I'm glad people are tipping and tipping big, but I'm just saying if you want to help the industry as a whole, this is a wonderful way to do it. So there you go. All right. Let's talk quickly about some wine because so here's the deal. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day because Molly and I, Molly is one of my favorite. I just, when we are out to dinner, I hand her the wine list and I go, have at it. And we hand you the food list. I know it is true. Like I said, we are very (laughs) well balanced, the two of us. But it's not that I don't know about wine. It's not that I don't love it. And I don't, I I don't, but I also feel that sometimes, um, you know, I'm not, I haven't, I just don't have the capacity to kind of like decide. And also, I don't really know when they talk at me kind of what they're saying sometimes. So I was thinking about it in terms of even if I'm even intimidated sometimes by these kind of things, how many people are also intimidated by us. Um, And I found this article, you guys, and it's, it's kind of super fabulous. It's called the new vocabulary of wine. And it's basically talks about how, uh, you know, wine talk is a problem. And it creates a barrier for people. This article had some terms in there that I'd never heard of. Really? I'm like, I'm like what are they saying? But it, don't you find like some people, and here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's the truth of it all. People just make crap up because sure. they have to sort of feel, so like if they're tasting wine, they're like, mm, yes, okay, I see. It's got, and if I say, oh, it's a little barnyardy, then you feel like if you don't know what barnyardy means, then you may think like, oh, you Does know, it tastes like goat. Yeah. And then, you, but then you have to come up with something else. So you say, right. Oh, this has got a very Arbor Vita Although I to think, it. <laughs> I think <laughs> if you ever say that when tasting wine, I'm, I'm going to just it. glare at you. Uh-huh. Um, I think that, you know, in trying to make wine accessible, that they've they've allowed people this broad range that makes them feel comfortable, right? And so if people want to feel more frou-frou about it, they're able to. And if they want to feel more basic about it, they can do that. But, you know, when you're doing a lot of wine tastings, they're like, you're, what you're tasting isn't wrong. It's what you're tasting. But you but you won't admit it and you won't say it because you can't, because most of us can't actually identify it. Most of us, most people, when they're tasting something, they just taste it. And they're like, it may be able to say, I like it. And they even may be able to say, this is sweet or this is tart. Right. But when it gets into this, but that's not what wine language is, my friends. This is where people are getting into things like, uh, I, I mean, like, I was trying to find it. I was just, some of the ways that people say, um, you know, they may say that it is, oh, there it is, masculine. They may say that it's velvety and opulent, you know? Or they may say, this is this has got a little woo-woo to it. It's a leaf day. It's a little funky. It's roundable, or it's poundable. Well, here's Here's something that we used to do with our little girl group, right? Yeah. We would taste something, and if it was a little funky, we'd be like, oh, that's like a corner table wine. Like, uh-huh. we had our own association with it, right? Yeah. Because that was probably the first place that we had it, and that's where we... So I think those associations are not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. If it If it's getting people to talk about what they like... And so finding a common language, I think, is hard. It is hard. It is hard. But I also think that instead of trying to find, I think that, and that's exactly it. That's the point is like, if you want to say that it's fresh, that could mean what something to you, you know, it's a fresh tasting wine. Maybe it's just like opens your eyes, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. And it also doesn't mean that like if someone else says it's fresh and it has a different meaning for them, that's where it gets in this weird space. But I do think it's sort of almost emotional. Like, how does it evoke from you? 
for sure. Um, well, and one of the things I like when I'm looking for a wine, I talk about weight a lot, which, you know, is also termed legs. You know, like what are the legs like in the how it runs down the glass? That's sort of like the weight of the. See, and I've always known about legs, but I didn't know that it had to do with weight. I never even thought about it like that. Well, and and it can mean different things to different people. But, right. you know, I for me, the weight of a wine, I want to feel like I'm drinking wine. I don't want to feel like I'm drinking water. Right. Right. So that weight of the wine or mouthfeel or, mm-hmm. you know, however you want to, to term it. Um, for me, that's important when I'm tasting or drinking a wine. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I think that that is where you find this, like they're saying some, there's, you know, that what they're doing is they're breaking it down. This article is really interesting if you're into this, but in terms of how you conceptually, you know, like, do you call things, uh, salty, which is mineral? A lot of people say it's got a lot of mineral to it. And I don't know if I know how to identify that, you know, necessarily. And mineral doesn't mean salty to me at all. Yeah. It's like sort of that sharp, uh, saying white wines, especially those with saline flavors. Well, saline means salty to me. Yeah, but I know. Not but I, like good acid, like to me, when something has got some good acid to it, yeah. it's, but they said that this is a bit of a sommelier in joke since sommeliers all seem to love high acid wines. Good acid has become a knee jerk tasting note that simply often means I like this one. But, sure. but, as, and for me, a good acid means like because it goes well with food, so it can cut through. Right. And I think if you if you have a good sommelier that at a restaurant, you know, and you're trying to, you, you're telling them in different language, you know, in different terms that what's important to you. Yeah. They should be able to cut through all that and, and find something that works for you. Right. But um, one of the things we were talking about this off air, but I, we have a, a new group in town, Zinska Glava. Shinska. Shinska. I think. I Zinska Glava. Yeah. Shinska Glava. Um, it's a group of three ladies that are doing online classes about wine and spirits. Yeah. Uh, our girl Barrett is is in Barrett there. Johnson. It's Serena Gar- Garbovich. Sorry if I got that wrong. And uh, Garbovich and Serena and Barrett, and then then um, they're the faces of it. They're the ones who are doing the classes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Former- Serena, Sarah, and Barrett. Yeah. And so um, they're coming at it from a really approachable way. And what's nice about it is that you don't even have to be drinking wine to learn things. Like they're. It, it's not like a, a true tasting that no, you're she, doing No, they online. don't want that. They nope. want wine theory, which yep. I think is amazing yeah. because there's a lot of us, like they're not trying to sell you, like they partner with Henry and Son so that you yep. can go and grab, you know, these are $25 classes, by the way, online. Yep. So you can go and you can grab a bottle, which may be topical to the conversation, um, to the to the class, but you don't have to because it's about wine theory. Exactly. And so it's not like taste this and then mm, are you finding this to be juicy? You know, and it's like, I don't know. Is it's what is juicy? It's yeah, wet. It's, it's not forcing a language on right. you. It's they're just they. I, so I took the how to pair wines class with some some of my girlfriends that are out of state. Oh, yeah. Fun. Because our little Henry and Sons uh, wine shop here ships to certain states. So one was in California, one was in Oregon. And we were online and and sort of did it together, and it was it was super fun. And they're not they're not using these frou frou words. They're teaching you sort of the basics, and yeah. then you can go from there. And right. And I love that it's a very cool casual. They're not snooty. Yep. They're very normal people. I really really like what they have going on, and they have things like champagne. You know, classes that call it champagne and friends. That's the next one and coming. They always up. have a non alcoholic option. Yeah. Uh, that is paired. You know. For what they're talking about, yeah. right? So, yeah, uh, and their spirits too. It's not just wine. Yeah, they're doing. They just started launching their cocktail class, so that's a very good 
Um, I do love those guys. Yeah. Um, and then I just going to finish up with you guys that saying that the frat dude slang that is, pre- that is coming present in wine, which is hysterical to me. Natty, they call the wine. People are calling wine natty <laughs> for short band for natural, which only makes you, me think you, of natty you like, light. You like to throw out the pet nat. I, well, a pet nat is a whole different thing, but like natty is like, I just think of natty light from college and that's a bad beer. <laughs> that's a really bad beer. <laughs> I think of like a natty dresser. It means they're sharp. Oh, I think of, oh really? I just yeah. go natty light. Maybe I just drank a lot in college. <laughs> but they do use, and I love the finishing up with the fact that the name, you know, they're using the term unicorn. And it's like it, the, the term became popular with sommeliers in the days of social media to describe rare, hard to find wines. But now there's people who have uh, a set of unicorn wine rules to define what could rightly be called a unicorn. It's like, okay, you're getting it too tight on that one. Just let it go. Like, just if it's a unicorn, it's a lovely thing, right? There it is. One vintage. Woo woo. Small producer. Woo woo. All that that good stuff. Anyway, interesting stuff. If you're thinking about getting into the wine uh, world of just chatting it up, it'll be fun. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So feel free to give us a call. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. It's the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. And Molly. And Molly. Ask Molly. Remember, she is a trained chef and a caterer. So, and has catered and has, if you have grad party questions or sizes of Gosh, the amount yes, of things. Yes, it is grad party season, isn't it? It is. I know. It's we have crazy a lot to think about with this crazy year. No, I can't really get there yet. And I'm going to have a huge one. To yeah, throw. you are. Anyway, 651-641-1071 is if you want to give us a call. Uh, you can try us on the Twitters and all the kind of good stuff. We, uh, could just, we could just plan your uh, Jake's graduation party while we're here. We could, except <laughs> I have no mental capacity for that right <laughs> okay. now. So Fair enough. There we go. I had Fair a enough. lot of bubbles last night. Okay, Brian. Brian is on the line. Hello. Hey, Brian. How are you today? I'm doing well. I saw Stephanie on the Fox 9 yesterday. Oh. Digging the glasses. Did you love them? I love the glasses. Okay. I, th- I feel like I've gotten a couple compliments on these. I'm going to have to wear them more often. Okay. They do look good. Um, you've mentioned sourdough bread over to the food building in Northeast. Oh, yeah. You've my, had my, it? My sister's coming up from oh. Illinois. Okay. So, And she's been doing the sourdough trend, so it's... In the food building? Yeah. Oh, you want to get the bread, uh, fa- what, Bakersfield. Uh, Bakersfield flour and bread. And mm-hmm. yes, go give it a shot. They have such good bread well, over there. I live across the street from the quarry shopping center. How far am I from the food building? You're not that far. Do you know where it's, it's just kind of over by the river. So it's closer to the old, remember the old, uh, uh, Green Belt Brewery, like over that yeah, way? kind of, but they, yeah. have, they have the devices to find it. So. Right off of Main Street. There. Yeah, but it's like if you take uh, Broadway kind of over, yep. you can find it right away. All right. Cool All right. beans. Good Thank luck, you. my friend. Yep. Thanks, Brian. Uh, again, 651-641-1071. Um, on the, uh, the Twitters, Trish, our friend, uh, had said that there was maybe more tickets, but she's just waiting on, and I had said there were no tickets. The thing is, if you have, if you did register for the lottery for the Minnesota State Fair, uh, the small, the mini fair, then you are waiting to find out if you got tickets. And there are tickets available if you registered. If you didn't register, you are SOL. Right, registration is closed. Yeah. So, um, but I think they're maybe selling tickets for the actual state fair? Yes, you can buy tickets for the actual state fair for on the, their website. For August? For August. Can you? I mean, like, in, you can buy a day? Like, I, you, I just, I'm going to do it real quick. I, it's, I'm, I'm clicking on the tickets link right now. Okay. That was weird because loading, I just wondered about loading. that. 
Because it's because then how would they like if they are going to do restrictions? You would think that they would have to cap and then it it's tickets for the concerts. Oh, okay. You can buy it concert like, and tickets. then it would be refundable. Okay. That's what it is. You okay. can buy tickets for concerts. Okay. Miranda Lambert is going to be there. Miranda Lambert. Doobie Brothers. Tim McGraw. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, 651-641-1071 if you want to give us a call. Um, I do have to tell you that we did put a little thing up on the Facebooks about uh, asking the question of the day, you guys, is um, whether or not you have a specific dish uh, that reminds you of your mother. Oh. I know. Or and 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 or it's kind of also a thing of like if there you don't, maybe your mom was not... You know, is there a specific dish that reminds you of her or that you always wanted her to make or that's sort of the favorite? And then the other one is, uh, or is there a dish that your kids you think will associate with you? You know, maybe it's family lore, you know, that you love it or that you always make it, that kind of a thing. I'm interested to see. I'm interested Mm. to figure out what my kids would identify as like the dish that they associate with. Yeah, I don't think that would be too hard for me to figure out because Keith and AJ, like that's what they request for their birthdays, right? Like maybe that's it. Yeah, right. uh, For my mom, though, the first thing that comes to mind, because she, you know, there were definitely things that she made all the time that were very good, but she made this, um, this grouper in the oven (laughs) that she would put sauteed onions and and green peppers on. And she called it, well, we called it grouper a la Linda. That's my mom's name. Linda Linda, Linda Joe. Uh, And so, yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. We're like, what reminds you of your mom? Like a dish. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. We're going to talk more about this in the second hour, you guys, but I wanted to get that Daniel is on the line. Daniel or Danielle? This is Daniel. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Thanks. I'll use the cliche, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> so, um, hello, Stephanie, Molly, and Hanson, wherever you wherever are. Wherever you are in the in the stratosphere. For, for sure. Great. Uh, my question is about uh, pizza barns. Now, are pizza barns this summer going to be going uh, full steam with all the changes and if you have a recommendation for a good one in the South Metro. Okay. They already are. Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you that good. A to Z Pizza Farm, which is kind of the original one in Stockholm, Wisconsin, that we all kind of loved, um, they did. <clears throat> they are not opening for the season. They are staying closed oh. this year while they figure things out. But the one up in uh, Wasika is mm-hmm. open and ready to go. The one in Northfield. Northfield Pizza Barn is a good one, you guys. That one is that's open and ready to go. That's on Wednesdays. One out west, that's open too. Two out your way. There's one okay. out in the in the western suburbs, kind of Long Lake Orono area, called <clears throat> Two Pony Gardens. Yes, that's they what have I was pizza of. nights. You know, they have specific okay. ticketed ones. I'm not. I haven't seen them launch theirs yet. Okay, but they okay. are. I think they are opening and they are going to be doing stuff. Nelson Barnes right. or yes. uh, Stone Barnes and Nelson. They are also open. That's good to know. Yeah. Say, uh, the Northfield one, is that the one that had a big fire a couple of years ago? I don't know. Or I a th- tornado. Oh, tornado. no, that was Wasika. That was the Wasika one. Oh, Wasika. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, I think this will impress our California company. Oh, it's a really it's, good idea. Yeah, I would suggest that Northfield uh, one, and I think I put it in the feed two weeks ago. If you go to MSP Mag and look up the feed, it was <laughs> that had okay. Pizza Barns last Friday. Great. Yeah. Okay, well, good thanks luck, so Daniel. much. Have That's fun. good to hear. Okay, thanks. Uh, we also have Phil on the line. Hey, Phil, what's going on today? Hey, uh, I'm super. Thanks for asking. Good. Um, I do one or two grab parties every year for family. 
Oh, yeah. And a, a great place to go is Restaurant Depot in Brooklyn Park. You don't have to have a membership. You don't? Not in Brooklyn Park because there's a city ordinance that does not allow any membership type clubs. I did not that is know that. Intel because the one in St. Paul, you have to have a, a membership, which wow. means you have to have yeah. a tax ID number. Phil, and this also, is huge. Business Costco. That yeah. is a great place. You can get everything you need from those two places. Okay. Very good this intel. This is really good intel, Phil. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. I love that. That's, I mean, that's. That is big because you do yeah. need like lots of plates and stuff like that, but you also need. You want the giant five pound blocks of cheese? You yes. can get them at Restaurant Depot. Oh my God. What else is at Restaurant Depot that I don't know? All kinds of stuff. I can take you on a tour of the St. Paul one and you can decide. I can decide what I want. You can I also want. get restaurant grade equipment there, which is really great. Um, and pizza peels and oh. like all kinds of stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. We may have to do a little shop of that, but we may have to go to Brooklyn Center and just see what they have. Well, I have a membership at the St. Paul one. No, I know, but so that other people oh, yeah. can go. <laughs> I meant, for, I meant Molly, just so are you, you offering see? to take everybody from no, the show? I was offering a private tour I for know. you so you can you see know what's there. I'm and saying, then you can relay it to your lovely listeners. No, That's I'm just all saying say. service in, to service people. Okay. okay. All right. But I do love that. I do think, and Restaurant Depot is, you know, like any of the bulk stuff. I gave up my Costco membership so long ago. That I just, it, I we weren't, you know, there's two of us in the house. I had never had a Costco membership. And then this pandemic, I've been uh, going with Kelly, our friend, our Kelly, not our Kelly. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, you are Kelly. <laughs> you can't say that on radio because yeah. people don't know. Um, and so anyway, I, this is the first time I've done it just to stock up so you didn't go to the grocery store so much. Pandemic. There pandemic changes. Okay. All the changes. All right. We're going to keep going, you guys. We'll see.